Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to talk to you today uh, about the new thing that God would want to do through us in this new season in regards to the power of prayer. That those new things are going to come uh, as uh, God channels those things through prayer. And over the next few weeks, I want to uh, share with you a series. Uh, you know, I don't do a whole lot of series, but I do feel impressed at the beginning of the year to talk to you about the power of prayer and how we can pray effective prayer. Some of you want to pray and you want to know that your prayers are reaching heaven. And so we're going to spend some time over the next few weeks in a series I'm calling House of Prayer. House of Prayer. If you're believing God for new things, I believe those new things are going to be channeled to us through prayer, through prayer. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the new things God is going to do in this new year. How many of you are looking forward to new things? I'm looking forward to this new season. I'm looking forward uh, to new opportunities to walk out God's mission uh, for this local church. I I'm looking forward to uh, the way God is going to work through us as we carry out uh, God's mission for this local church. And you say, well, what is God's mission? Well, let me tell you what I believe God's mission is for the church, especially this church. I believe God's mission is that, that we would be a praying church, hence the series House of Prayer, that we would be a praying church. That's God's mission. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But it's God's mission that we would love God and, and love people. That we'll be a place of hope for anybody from anywhere. I hope you know, friend, that everybody needs Jesus. And not everybody looks like you, talks like you, uh, walks like you. But you know what? Everybody that comes through them doors, I don't care who they are, everybody needs Jesus. And so we want to be a place of hope for anybody from anywhere. The heart of this church is to reflect Jesus as we uh, seek the lost and serve the suffering and share life together. Listen, it is my prayer. Please don't miss this. It is my prayer, my heart, passion of mine that every single person that is connected to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church, that you're carrying out that mission there, especially seeking the lost, that you're seeking the lost, we, we have flipped things upside down in the American church today. We, we think that we, we hire a pastor and he's the one that leads everybody to Jesus, but you know the mission is yours. You, you're, to be, you're to be the one that is seeking the lost and sharing the gospel and being a witness for Christ, and you're to be winning the Lord. I'm called to win people to the Lord, and you're called to win people to the Lord. Well, I better keep on going. We're also called to serve the suffering. Everybody in this church should be serving. 
Christianity is about servanthood. It's about finding a towel and wrapping it around you and you find your place to serve and everybody should be serving somewhere, serving the suffering and also sharing life together so we can grow spiritually. That's my heart. Everybody in this church is connected into God's mission. And I pray that as we go forward into this new season, I I pray and believe God with great excitement and great expectancy that God is going to do a new thing. He's going to do a new thing in me. I need God to do a new thing in me. You, you need to pray God to do a new thing in me. I pray God to do a new thing in you. And we need to expect God to do new things. And we can because the Bible says that Jesus makes all things new. He can make things new for you today. And I pray that whatever God does, that new thing that he does in us, that he'll do it, that uh, it will grow us spiritually and just uh, put us on the path of his purpose and his plan for our life, especially in this new year. And can I tell you this right here, friend? Don't be afraid of what God is trying to do in your life. I've talked to a lot of people this past week that are kind of new in their, in their walk of faith and, and God is opening up doors for them. And but don't be afraid of whatever God is doing. Don't be afraid of whatever new thing God is doing because whatever God is doing, it's going to be good because God is good. You believe that, right? So just embrace whatever it is God is wanting to do in your life. And, and I'm excited about the new thing, especially this new series that I'm calling House of prayer. We're going to spend time today and the next few weeks talking about the power of prayer. Now, if you have your Bibles, uh, you'll go ahead and open them up to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 21. Matthew 21. Uh, Miss Ann Letchworth's already helped me preach this morning. She's got our prayer posters up on the uh, prayer stands out there in the hallways. Looks so good. My house shall be called a house of prayer. And so in Matthew's Gospel, let me just kind of talk to you here. I'm I'm going to share a few scriptures here with you, but in, in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 21, if you look in your Bible, you'll see that that was a time when the, uh, Jesus uh, triumphantly rode into Jerusalem. Remember, uh, he rode in on the donkey, and uh, that was uh, prophetic there in itself. And when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, near the very end of his earthly ministry, he rides in there and he walks into the temple. And you read in the scriptures starting in Matthew 12 it says that that Jesus he, he entered the temple and a lot of people man they just have a hard time grasping this part and this passion of Jesus and Jesus entered the temple area and he drove out all who were buying and selling there he overturned the tables of the money changers who had, they had taken over the temple and were taking advantage of the people and the sacrifices that were to be offered. And it says that Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. And then Jesus said this. He said, listen, he stood there in the temple after he overturned the tables and he said, it is written, Jesus said, that my house will be called a house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. He didn't stand up and say, my house shall be called a house of praise and preaching and all that's due in its right place. But he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you're making it a den of robbers. 
And then the Bible says that the blind and the lame came to him, Jesus, at the temple, and he healed them. And it's my fault here, but I left out a verse, a very important verse, which follows next. If you have your Bibles, you'll see that that the blind and the lame came into the temple, and Jesus healed them. And then it says that these children ran to the temple, and they circled around Jesus, and they began to praise Jesus. Children began to lift up praises to God. Isn't that powerful? When I look at that passage there, there's a lot that could be said. But it just reminds me that these people here, they had turned God's house into a marketplace instead of a ministry place. And look at where we are today in our church world now. How, how churches have turned the church into a marketplace instead of a ministry place. How, how the world has uh, moved in and crept into the church and now the church is a payment place instead of a praying place. When God has designed it that he would be the very center of his temple and that it would be a place of worship through prayer and because he's the center of it all and because it's a house of prayer, people can come in, the blind and the lame, and they can be turned around by the power of Jesus Christ. That's the kind of church Jesus wants. And so Jesus stood there and he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Why did he say that? Because Jesus knew there's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. Prayer is powerful, especially when we mix it together with fasting. And that's why I'm excited about uh, these 21 days of prayer and fasting that start today at sundown. The fast starts today and will end on January the 29th at sundown. If you need more information, there's the packets at the doors, the email we sent out, call the office, whatever you need to do. But I'm calling, listen to me, I am calling this church to 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm calling you, you are the church, every single one of you, I'm calling to a season of prayer and fasting. Why? Because there's power in prayer and fasting. When, when, you, when you mix prayer and fasting together, uh, something powerful happens spiritually in us personally, but also something powerful happens corporately as a church. When, when we pray and we fast together as a church, guess what happens? Miracles happen. Uh, strongholds are pulled down. Uh, spiritual renewal takes place. Some of you could use some spiritual renewal in your life and uh, revival will come to your heart and we begin to walk in the power of God and we become more sensitive to the voice of God. How many of you want to hear the voice of God for your life? I want to, I want to be so sensitive to the, to the voice of God so he can lead me and lead my family and, and lead this church. Don't you want to be sensitive to the voice of God? You see, there's power in prayer and fasting. Fasting, uh, it draws us closer to God. It, it, it helps us depend more on God. It, fasting will uh, open the door for God's will to be done in your life. Fasting will give you wisdom for decisions that you have to make. It will lead to breakthroughs and provision in your life. And it gives you power in the circumstances that you're walking through. You see, fasting and prayer makes a difference. And that's why we want to take time over the next 21 days so we can call on the Lord and see the mighty hand of God move in our life and in this church. That's my prayer. So today we're going to focus in on house of prayer and the power of prayer and fasting. 
Now in the gospel I took you to in Matthew, we read about Jesus standing in the temple after he uh, knocked over tables and he declared that my house shall be a house of prayer and we see uh, the impossible take place right there in the temple where the blind and the lame are healed and then we see the praises of God uh, through the children that are there lifting up the name of the Lord, blessing his name. But we see something very similar to this in another gospel uh, in the gospel of, of Mark and I want to just talk to you about the power of prayer and fasting you remember the story in Mark 9 uh, where Jesus and uh, the disciples some of the disciples had went up on the mountain to pray and while they're up there there's some action going on down at the foot of the mountain how many of you know sometimes there's some problems at the foot of the mountain and, and there's something going on at the foot of the mountain and there's this father that's there and he brings his son his son has, uh, is possessed by a demon demon possessed and he brings the, the son to the disciples to, to pray over him and to cast out this demon but they're unable to cast out the demon and Jesus he comes down the mountain and he sees all this arguing and this commotion uh, there's this father there that's pleading on behalf of his son there's these religious leaders there the disciples are there there's just mass chaos and confusion and how many of you know who the master of confusion is it's the devil and the devil has created a place there of just great confusion and chaos and then Jesus shows up at the foot of the mountain and he begins to ask questions about this young boy and I'll pick up in verse 21 so Jesus asked the boy's father how long has this been happening to him and he said from childhood and how often he said the father did said, uh, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him I mean if you know the enemies come to uh, steal kill and destroy but if you can do anything I love this but he looks at Jesus and says but if you can do anything if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us and Jesus said to him if you can believe then all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father, the child, he cried out and he said with tears in his eyes, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. And then the spirit cried out and convulsed this young boy greatly and uh, came out of him and he became as one dead so that many said they thought he was dead he is de he's dead he is dead he's dead how many of you have some situations you've been praying for you've been believing for but to you it just looks like it's dead it don't look like there's no life there's no way it can be uh, resurrected he is dead but Jesus but Jesus but God but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he had come into the house his disciples asked him privately why could we not cast it out and then these were Jesus' words he said to them this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting come out by nothing but prayer and fasting you see what Jesus is doing here he's teaching them and he's teaching all of us here today that some things only can happen by prayer and fasting some things only prayer and fasting can achieve powerful things happen no other way except when we pray and when we fast if we're going to believe God to do a new work and a new thing in us I believe it's going to happen as we pray and as we fast 
Now, there's a lot of people that fast today, but I'm talking about spiritual fasting. Spiritual fasting is refusing to eat food so we can spend time getting closer to God. It's refusing, it's refusing the Krispy Kreme so you can get near to God. Refusing the Twinkie so you can get closer to God. Whatever it is, you're refusing food so you can spend time getting closer to God. I talked a little bit about it uh, Wednesday night, about feasting on the Lord. You see what fasting is? Fasting is refusing food so you can feast on Jesus. Now that sounds kind of crazy, but I want you to know that Jesus said that. In, in John chapter 6, Jesus said, whoever feeds on me will live. So we're refusing food so we can feast on Jesus. Fasting is feeding on Jesus Christ, drawing closer to him. And the Bible's full of people that, that spent time uh, praying and fasting. I mean, if you were just to look through your Bible, you can follow Moses. He prayed and fasted. You can follow Esther. She prayed and she fasted. You can follow Daniel. He prayed and he fasted. You can follow the early church and they prayed and fasted. You can follow the life of Jesus. He prayed and he fasted. They fasted in different ways. Some no food and no water at one time uh, for several days. Some they would abstain from food and just drink water. In Daniel's case, he would uh, no meats and no, no uh, sugars, eating only fruits and vegetables and, and drinking water. Listen, I'm not sure how God is going to lead you to fast, but what you need to do is you need to ask him to show you what you need to fast when it comes uh, to these uh, items, these food items, or whatever it may be. But I can promise you this, that whatever you fast, God is going to show up. God is going to move in a powerful way. God is going to do things way above your imagination. God is going to answer prayer. So you can go ahead and put that in the bank. So what are you praying for? What are you fasting for? So let me just take this for the next few minutes and, and help us to kind of get more focus here on that. I want you to notice something from, from this uh, passage in Matthew where Jesus is in the temple. And I want you to notice something from this story here in Mark 9, the, 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 the requirement in prayer and fasting that you would be fervent. You know, those people that were blind and lame, they, they, were, they have a fervency about their life to get to Jesus. And this father here, he has a fervency that he can get to Jesus. And I want to just tell you right now, man, prayer and fasting will require you to have fervency. What do I mean by that? I mean fervent prayer. What is fervent prayer? The Bible talks about fervent prayer. Fervent prayer is passionate prayer that's fueled by the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that when you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will help you to pray? He'll help you to pray. And, and fervent prayer is, is a passionate prayer. Uh, it's not like I heard one time a, a flare prayer. No, this is a passionate prayer where you're uh, fueled by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible is full of people that, that prayed with fervency. In Luke twenty two forty four, the Bible talks about when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was in anguish, and the Bible says that while he was in anguish, he prayed more fervently. The Bible talks about in Acts 12, 5, that Peter was in prison, and the church offered fervent prayer to God. Listen to me this morning, friend. We need to, to offer up fervent prayer to God during these next 21 days. We need to make sure that we're praying fervently with passion, fueled by the Holy Spirit. 
This father in Mark 9, he cried out in tears, the Bible says. How many of you shed some tears over your family before? He cried out in tears, and, and this father cried out with fervency because he needed a miracle. This father needed a breakthrough for his son. This father needed divine intervention for a loved one. And some of you are here this morning and you're in the same boat that his father's in. You're facing some critical circumstances. You're facing some impossible situations. You're facing some things that seem impossible to the, uh, what's going on in your life. It's just like there's no way. But listen to me. You're, you're, here's something I've learned. When you're facing the impossible, you'll do whatever it takes to see the hand of God move. You'll do whatever it takes when you get that phone call and a loved one's been knocked down by the enemy, you'll do everything you can to, to, to pray and to seek God to see the hand of God move. You're willing to pray and fast for 21 days because you know God is the only one that can turn it around. You know God is the only one that can make a way in your life. Listen to me, friend. Please hear me. As we uh, prepare ourselves as a house of prayer to be a praying church, to go in these next 21 days, let's pray that God would give us a fervency, a passion, a, 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 a prayer that's fueled by the Holy Spirit, that when we pray, we're gonna believe that God is gonna touch those people that we're praying for. He's gonna turn that situation around. Around. Come on, let's pray it and believe it. A fervent prayer. I'm gonna cry out to Jesus. And there's gonna be days when I'm down and I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know what to say. But the Holy Spirit will come and he'll give me the words. Hallelujah. It's gonna require fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. Passionate prayer. I mean, I'm not moving until I see the hand of God move. I'll stay on my knees as long as I need to until I see the God begin to work and open up a door. He's faithful. And I'll cry out to him. I want you to know that not only is it going to require fervency, but when you pray, when we make ourselves a praying church, that we can see the door of the impossible open. It says here in Mark 9, and we read it a while ago about the blind and the lame, how they were healed. They were healed, and this young boy, he was healed. They thought he was dead. They thought he was dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. So many of you think things are dead in your life and whatever it may be and you feel like that God's given up on you or maybe you've just given up yourself and God's not finished with you. He's ready to take you by the hand and lift you up. You know why? Because when you pray and you fast, the door's open to the impossible. The door's open to the impossible. Jesus said these words in verse 23. He told this father, he looked at him. I mean, he's already asked him, if you can do something. I mean, you're talking to Jesus. He can. He can do something and he will do something. And Jesus looks at him and says, if I can... How about if you can believe, then all things are possible to him who believes. Listen to me. What is impossible with man is possible with God. 
What is impossible with man is is possible with God. And we need to believe the Lord, our God, to do some impossible things in 2023. I'm believing it for myself personally, for my family, for this church, for this community, for the schools around us. I'm believing God to do the impossible. Hallelujah. We need to believe God will do the impossible and change our situations. Change us. Jesus said all things, not some things, all things are possible to him who believes. And I believe we'll see Jesus do the impossible through this uh, season of prayer and fasting. Will you please make a declaration today? Will you please say today, I am going to participate in this prayer and fasting time. I'll do it one way or the other. I'm going to do something because I want the impossible. I want the doors of the impossible to happen in my life. This father and son appeared impossible to them. And that might be where you are this morning. Your outlook right now may be because of what you're walking through. It may seem impossible. It may appear impossible. You, you may be looking at uh, some things that are going on with your family, with your marriage, with relationships, with your finance. I don't know what it is, but your outlook right now is like you're looking at it and it just appears to be impossible. Can I remind you this morning that when the devil comes and he tells you that it's impossible, can I remind you that the devil is a liar? He is the father of lies. He is out to to rob you, to steal from you, but the Bible says that Jesus has come and he's come to give you an abundant life. Hallelujah. Can I remind you this morning that when the doctors say that it's impossible, that Jesus is the great physician, that Jesus is our healer. Hallelujah. When the doctors write them off and tell you there's nothing else that can be done, you know that Jesus is, he's the great healer. Hallelujah. He's the great healer. He has the final say-so. Can I remind you this morning that when you don't know what to do or how to handle something, that Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He'll give you the wisdom you need, the guidance you need, the knowledge and discernment you need. Can can I remind you of that today, friend? You don't have to walk around wondering and confused. God will give you, he'll give you the wisdom to make those decisions. And the decisions you make will bring glory to God because he's the one that gave it to you. Can I remind you this morning that when you don't see a way forward that Jesus is the way maker? Can I remind you this morning when you're fighting all of hell and it seems like the, the, uh, the principalities of, of darkness have come against you and fighting against you? Can I remind you this morning that Jesus is fighting for you? That Jesus is our victorious warrior? He's never been defeated. He's our champion. We talked about it at Christmas. He's our mighty God. Hallelujah. He's our mighty God. Can I remind you this morning when your relationships are broken that Jesus has the power to restore and heal any relationship? You know why? Because all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. Prayer and fasting will open the door to the impossible. And prayer and fasting will also, as we move toward becoming a praying church, a house of prayer, That our prayers, as we see God work, just like those people came into the temple, the blind and the lame, ministry took place and they were healed. Some of you could use some healing this morning in your heart. Some of you have lost your walk spiritually. 
and you've allowed the things of this life to cripple you. And Jesus is right here. He's in the temple of God and he's saying, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And when you come to him, when you run to him, he can heal those that are blind and he can heal those that are lame, those that are broken. And when he did that, the Bible says that the little children began to praise him. They began to praise him. Friend, listen to me. When we pray and fast, it's going to bring praise to God. It's going to bring praise to God. The results from, from praying and fasting, what is that going to be? It's going to be life transformation. These people were healed. This young boy was healed. And it brought praise to God. We were singing about it this morning. Bring all my heart, all my soul. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Listen, when the Lord turns your life around, when he transforms some things in your life, uh, in you and through you, and even the circumstances you're walking through, listen to me this morning. Don't forget to praise him. Don't forget to praise him. I think we're so guilty sometimes. We, get, we have some kind of uh, spiritual amnesia and, and we know God did it, but we just forget to give him praise and we need to make sure as we go into this new year that we're praising the Lord every breath we take. Praise him. This father and son encountered Jesus and their testimony changed from impossible to possible. These blind people and lame people walked into the temple and their life was transformed and it brought praise to God. It brought praise to God. And I believe everything that we're going to experience, the transformation that we're going to experience during these 21 days, it's going to bring praise to God. Listen, whatever it is that God's going to do in your life, it's going to bring praise and honor and glory to God. We're going to give God all the praise for his transforming power. How many of you are thankful for the transforming power of God? It's the power to save you. It's the power to deliver you. It's the, it's the power to break chains off of your life. It's the power to restore you. It's the power to, to heal you, to give you a hope. There's power in the name of God. And we need to praise him for his power. Friend, you didn't walk in this morning worshiping and glorifying and praising a dead God. He's alive and he's all-powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's all-powerful. For the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, Paul said, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but it's one of power. How many of you know that we are in a kingdom of power? God has given you power and authority. We need to walk in the power of God and the authority of God. And some of you need God to move in a powerful way in your life this morning. Some of you need peace. Some of you need help. Some of you need healing. Some of you need hope. Some of you need a powerful spiritual transformation. Some of you need some strongholds that are broken off of your life. Things that happened to you years and years ago and, and you're still walking into unforgiveness, the, the brokenness and the bitterness and, and God saying, I got the power to pull that stronghold off of you and you can be free. You can be free. Whatever you need going into this new year, you need to remember that the kingdom of God is one of power Jesus has the power and authority he's given it to us and we also know we sing the song there's wonder working power in the name of Jesus he can work wonders in your life friend 
He can work wonders in your relationships. He can begin to make all things new in you as you pray and as you fast. And listen to me, please. I don't care how, how dark, how critical, and I'm not making light of anything that we're walking through right now, but I want to tell you because what I believe that right now over the next 21 days of prayer and fasting that God is going to begin to turn the impossible into possible and you're going to walk around and you're going to have a song of praise on your heart and you're going to be giving God all the glory. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And there's a verse, one of my favorite verses I'll have it on the screen. I want you to write it down. It's Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3. Say that fast 10 times. Jeremiah 33.3. God told Jeremiah, he says, listen, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Now, I've read that verse many times. I've read it many times but when I read it over this past week, for some reason, the Lord's just got a way of giving me certain words. And this little phrase come to me out of that passage, I will answer you. I will answer you. The Lord says, I will answer you. If you'll be a, if you'll be a house of prayer, a person of prayer, and you will call to me, don't, don't run to somebody else. Don't, this is good to get the prayer warriors praying, but the first place you need to go is go to God and tell him what you need. And he says, I will answer you. Some of you have been praying for loved ones to be saved. The Lord's saying to you this morning, I will answer you. Some of you have been praying for that loved one that is, is bound in addictions and needs to be set free. The Lord's saying to you this morning, I will answer you. Some of you have been praying for, for some friends and, and that are, that are uh, out there in another world and, and it's like they're oblivious to the things of God and you've been praying for them that their eyes would open, their heart would open. You're just not sure about their walk with the Lord if they even, they even know that the Lord, they, that, that they know him or not. And you're like, God, help these people. The Lord's saying that I will answer you. I will answer you. Some of, you are, some of you are praying for somebody to be healed in their body. You, you've seen them suffering with certain things, and, and God is saying to you this morning that I will, I will answer you. Some of you have been praying to, to conceive a child, and the Lord is saying to you this morning at this new year, this new season, he says the Lord is going to answer you. Some of you have been praying about the situation with your workplace and with your job and, and, and things like that, and the Lord's saying to you, I'm going to answer you. I'm going to answer you. Will you believe the Lord that he's going to do the impossible? I will answer you. He's going to do something that only he can do, and he's going to get all the praise for it. He's going to get all the praise for it. Shame on us if God does something in our life and we don't give him the praise for it. Some things only come by prayer and fasting. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and play. Thank you, sir. I want to ask you this morning before we pray. What do you need God to do? Sir, what do you need God to do? Ma'am, what, what do you need God to do? What do you need him to do in your life this morning, in this new season that you're going in? What's the new thing that you're praying for? 
Let me just remind you of something. You have your list, and God has his list. You have your timetable, and God has his timetable. Can I just encourage you this morning that whatever you're praying and fasting for, will you just trust the Lord? Will you just trust the Lord that whatever he's going to do, it's going to be good because God is good? That he's going to do the very best for you because he wants the very best for you. It may not feel good. You may be wondering why you're going through what you're going through. But in the end, in the end, God is working all things out for our good, for His glory, to those that love Him according to His purpose. God is working. God is working. And He's going to work it all out. You need to be ready. You need to be ready for what God's going to do in this season of prayer. Be ready. Be ready to receive. Be ready to respond. Be ready to to rejoice and praise Him for what He's done in your life. And here's my thought this morning. Why do we have to wait? Why do we have to wait? Why can't we go ahead and start seeking God this morning? Why can't we go ahead and and ask God to begin to to do a transforming work in us and through us right now? Why why can't we go ahead and believe this morning that that, that there's a, a new thing that God wants to do as we seek Him in prayer? Why can't we go ahead and come around this altar and ask God to to stir that fire and that flame inside of us that we would have a fervency that we would pray and seek God and believe Him to do the impossible and that we would give Him the praise. Why can't we go ahead and praise Him in advance? Man, God is able over these next 21 days let's believe for the power of God just to move in our life and I believe he wants to start today right here right now would you stand with me please if you're here this morning and I want us to respond to this right here this is the altar call listen nobody nobody leave I don't need the ushers preparing to open up doors Uh, we want everybody to focus in right now because I believe this new season this new thing is going to come as we seek God and we pray and call out his name and and whether you're capable or able or or can I'm just asking you this morning if you need God to, to to stir that fire and that passion and that flame for prayer spiritually back into you again. If you need God to do something impossible right now in your situation, in your family, whatever, and you want to come and pray, I want you to step out right now. Would you please obey the Lord? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. More coming, more coming. I need God. I need God to stir that flame, that fire. I need God to do the impossible. I'm praying. I'm believing you, God. The Lord will answer you. The Lord will answer you. I've been praying for days and months and years, and I'm believing it in this new season of prayer that, God, you're going to you're going to answer God you're going to answer you're going to answer you're going to answer I'm going to believe it right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah right there where you are come on make room for the others come on make room for them 
Father, right here in the name of Jesus, we call to you. Like you told Jeremiah, we called to you and you said, I will answer you and I will tell you great and things, God. And we're believing for great things. We're believing for new things. We're believing for powerful things, impossible things, God, to be turned around for your glory. God, I pray right now, God, I pray over everyone that's gathered here today, Lord, that you would stir, God, a fresh fire, fervency, God, fervent prayer, God, fueled by your Holy Spirit. Spirit, do it in me, God. Do it in me, God. Do it in this church, God. That we would cry out to you, Lord, and we would see God ministry take place. The blind healed, the lame would walk, God. Lord, demons cast out. Lord, miracles happen. Strongholds come down. God, a revival come to our hearts, God. Do it, Lord. Do it right now. Do it right here, God. We're going to praise you, Lord. We're going to magnify your name. That is nobody like you God there's no one like you Lord Lord in this season of prayer and fasting we're going to praise you Lord we're going to praise you and magnify your name Lord God even when the when the devil comes and tries to lie I'm going to stand on your word God I'm going to keep praying I'm going to persevere I'm not going to give up God Lord I know you care about me and Lord I know you want to answer prayer so God do it Lord for me in me and through me God that I can give you all the praise for it God all the praise come on church Oh, just pray. Would you pray right now, God, to give you just a a fresh fervency right now, a fresh passion for prayer. God, Lord, stir this church. Stir this church, God, that we would be a praying church, God. Passionate prayer, fervent prayer, God. And God, we're going to believe you for you to do the impossible. God, to him who believes, God, we know you can do the impossible. We're believing, Lord, for this new thing, God, that you would do it in our families, do it in this church, do it in our community. God, do it in this nation, God. We speak it right now, Lord. God, in your name, in your name, in your name. Hallelujah.